Here we are with Ravenloft, The Conspiracy at Kresik, Season 2, Episode 5. I am Devin the Referee, we're in June 2018, and to my left we have X playing Y. Mark playing Radu, Tyler playing Phineas, Kevin playing Asher, and Peter Jackass. Perfect. So, what happened last session, gang? Well, we had some exorcism, and by exorcism we mean we burned the house down, we poltergeist in. So it was more of a fumigation. Which was, you know, my idea in the first place, to burn the place down, but we took a few extra steps between, you know, this and that. Well, we had to empty out all of the bodies from the basement before the uh, burning it down could yeah. be successful. We had to I move mean, the bodies first. Technically, they specifically <laughs> had to move the bodies, because someone didn't. They wouldn't still be in the house if we burned the entire house down. There'd be no more house for them to be in. You, your character kind of had a bad day. Yeah, a bit. I mean, you know, he drank some nice wine with people in it. Oh yeah, he's nice and drunk now. He's it's all a memory. Hey. And we tried <laughs> we tried to shoot someone, some zombies and so on. Yep. And it was slashing the eyes. Oh yeah, those zombies were real dicks. Oh no, it's fine. Um, yeah. And we stuck with Bartholomew in the shed. He was happy safe. for the company. Yes, after you guys burned down uh, the the cabin in the woods you were staying in, you huddled in the night in a shed hearing the sounds of animals outside. You are now... Uh, day has come. And all the fog has receded to a ground level. And... Uh, there you are, in the cold, naked uh, morning sun. Dew and condensation are on the, uh, the grass and the sand. The water from the lake is choppy. There's gray overcast and a thin layer of morning mist just clinging to the ground. The house has been conflagrated. Possibly even verdinated. Uh, it's dead, but it burned out of the foundations, which are still smoldering and cracking and hissing as a uh, condensation from the morning hits it. So, uh, we're heading back now, right? I do not know about you, but I would like to spend an actual night in an inn again and actually sleep this time. Yeah, let's get away from this hole in the ground and whatever is deeper in. Unless there's any particular reason we must be out here. I think we've taken care of everything here. Ah, good. Asher kind of wipes some um, dried blood away from his face, still half-spattered in haunted house blood. <laughs> you guys were covered in blood. Well, he was covered in blood. I mean, I'm sure Sprayback got some of you guys. Comical amount of blood but sprayed on. Yeah. His uh, dip in the lake only got a bit of it off. No, the vampires just want to flog it and lick him. It's a good thing that's my fetish. <laughs> so, uh... They're not so hummingbirds. <clears throat> when the house burned down, um, did, I mean, it also collapsed as yes. well, right? Like, it's now covered up yeah. that area in the ground. There's there is no... smoldering wreckage of, uh, of, like, burning wood and glass and stuff. So we could mark that underground chasm off as sealed. Yeah, check that off the to-do list. <sighs> well, yeah, I'm 
I'm for heading back towards Kresik, but in order to do so, we're going to have to navigate through the mists, which means treating with the Vistani. I think we first need to lick our wounds for a bit. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was saying, is that we've got like a day and a night ahead of us in, in town before we can really head out, head out. Yeah, yeah, let's, maybe the church. They, uh, they helped patch us up last time. Well, I'm sure they'd be more than happy after we remove the poltergeist from their area. From this cabin, very few of them probably knew about. Maybe. That they'll have to take our words on existing in the first place. I think you're being optimistic, my friend. Either way, let's let's head back. Burning daylight and all that. Yeah. Talk. Let's head back into town. <clears throat> yep, we head on out. First, I'm going to kind of check the area around the house and see what kind of prints were around, like animal prints. Large paw prints, um, the spacing apart of them would give you a width of like maybe two, three draft horses. Jesus. So yeah. So if, dire wolves, basically. Something big. So if we left last night, we probably would have died. So. Unless we would tame one of them and just ride it home. It's only one print, too. Like, it's only one, like, set of prints. There weren't multiple animals. There was one. Hmm. Unusual for wolves. You really terrified me there because I thought it was one print that was two or three draft horses wide. That would have been... Hopping. Ravenloft Kaiju. Just a walking hand. <laughs> yeah, there's scratch marks on, like, the, the wood of, like, the shed and, like, the house and stuff and just into the ground. Like, large claw marks. Hmm. Yeah, we uh, we locked out. I guess he says as he plucks another piece of glass out of his back. <sighs> anyway, my crossbow is somehow broken, so we better hope we don't encounter anything on the way back. Well, I'm sure I can fix that for you. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You take your donkey. You guys start the walk. The walk all the way back to the village of Barovia. The walk of shame. How long does it take to get back to Barovia? Do you guys remember? Oh, I think it took us like half a day, maybe. That sounds about right. Yeah. Half a day goes by. We're probably not going as quickly this time either, because we're all kind of <laughs> tired <laughs> as hell. Right. Yeah. Tired. You do not get so sound sleep uh, huddled up in that shed. Oh no, we don't get that willpower by us humans. It's not great. We really need that willpower. Yeah. So, the sun has hit the horizon. It's starting to descend down. You're firmly in the afternoon to evening when you get back. To the village of Barovia. Rain. It started actually raining. Like the clouds have opened up, so it's just downpouring. Oh, so, the church or the, uh, the inn? I don't really feel like showing up at a church like this. It'd be awfully convincing. <laughs> that is true. I am. I mean, we are quite the huddled bunch of people now. Also, I get the feeling we're holding on to some objects that probably aren't the best to be just carrying around wherever we go. All the things we uh, liberated from the cabin. So you're voting for inn? I mean, church. Just us grabbing the inn. Yeah. 
I think someone in the church might be able to handle this. Are we talking about like the church or the orphanage church? The, church. the actual church. I don't. I don't think an orphanage is going to be too much help with her. Her she uh, was a what sort of hunter was she? We did have the discussion last time about her being useful for the because we needed to talk to that. But I think going to the church to getting healed and uncursed if necessary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. You guys head into the kind of valley slope that is the village of Barovia. Uh, large amounts of rainwater are spilling over the grass into uh, into the dirt along the cobbled paths into the river that you guys had to cross to get here. Uh, and the church sits on the hillside, framed in the afternoon, overcast uh, evening. People are going to and fro, church bells are ringing, you know, people are doing services and mass. Asher's going to stop at a clean-looking puddle and just kind of splash water on his arms and his face, try to clean up a bit. This does not help the way you think. We just stem the rain. <laughs> what kind of bird is this? Praise the sun. Yeah. Being covered in mud is a bit better than being covered in blood when walking into a church, I think. They're used to, you know, filthy peasants. <laughs> so you guys arrive at the Church of the Morning Lord. You're in the entryway. The four of you are framed by, you know, rain and the occasional thunderstorm. Covered in mud and blood. Hello! Uh, someone approaches. Uh, are you okay? Some more than others. We could uh, really use some help here. What happened? Was there an accident on the road? Out in the out of the forest. Animal attack? Of a sort. Just <laughs> get out like a little peal of nervous laughter. The spirits of many dead creatures, many dead people. So, sign of the morning lord and four stations of the sun. <laughs> Cross their chest. I mean, those are basically animals. animals. <laughs> I believe we put them to rest, but it is not... Uh... They're like bringing you over to the infirmary area, because they, they, they weren't fucking talking about ghosts. They were talking about how you guys were covered in blood and mud and actual wounds. Yeah. <laughs> and you started ranting about spirits, poltergeists. Spirits from beyond. Yeah, I think my nose That's is That's unbelievable in, in Ravenloft. No one has ever heard of those. Oh, right, I slammed you in the face with my crossbow. Yeah, no, with, my <laughs> with, axe. The, with the butt of the axe. Yeah. You definitely did do that. Why are there bone, bone fragments in here? Jesus. I can't leave this thing anywhere. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they'll strip you guys down and clean you off and try to, you know, rinse out and uh, prep your wounds. That are filled with something else's blood, yeah. Because you just else. splashed water and mud into them. <laughs> like a big dumb asshole. Like, I'm gonna put some raw filth in my wounds. I hope I don't get ghost curses. Like, <laughs> you have sepsis. <laughs> You're going to die. I have ghosts in my blood. I have ghosts in my blood. I'm to wash it out with trash. You should just add in, uh, you should just add in your aspirations. Get a new fatal disease. Let's go to the brothel if I want Assholes all got staph infections trying to clean yourself up for the church. I was sitting in corpse wine in my with my wounds for like half a night. Shrinking <laughs> it. Uh, oh yeah, he's really hungover. 
So yeah, they'll give you guys uh, wherever the equivalent of doctor's attention is, which I think speeds up healing a bit. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, healing like one wound, I guess, in a day. Do, do you remember what the rule for that was, Peter? Double the healing speed. Ah ha Lethal is like two days of rest for one wound. So, so a day's rest will clear a lethal off your tracks. What's up? Oh, good. Congrats, Asher, you're no longer in the negatives. Oh, good. I'm going to pause to look that up, because I think there was a role involved. Probably. And consequences could leave someone in a fun land. So I'll just quickly pause. There we go. There we're back. So yeah, one of your lethals becomes a bashing. None of that bashing heals to the lethal. It's gone. Does it? I think lethal has to heal before bashing does. I feel like for the smallest, the highest, so... Like you can... No, it's highest to smallest. Huh. The most serious to the, to the whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. You'll yeah. figure it out. Oh, well. Go read. Does that mean if you get, like, punched in the face a bunch of times, then you take a stab for one lethal, you're going to be out for, like, a month, for two days? You gotta let the stab heal before the rest of you heals. Yeah. You're going to focus on that. With the, uh... It's how your body and the medical treatment works. Medical treatment goes from the worst to the least. Yeah. In the meantime. Yeah. So you guys are given medical treatment. Uh, one of your lethal wounds goes down to bashing. Hooray! Hooray! That's, that's what it takes for a day of them intensively looking you over. Uh, you'll be speaking to that same high priest, uh, Samuel Valentine. Um, you got anything to say to him? <sighs> I'm gonna take out those journals we've got, and you know the witch dagger. I got the name wrong. It wasn't Samuel. And he's from uh, Kresik. You know, there's, if there's anything a priest likes, it's when you pull a knife on them. Especially a witch's <laughs> knife. A witch knife. Wave it in their face. It's like, what do you know about this? You know about witch knives. Christ. Um. Sorry, I gotta look up that guy again. Just because my notes on him. Kiva. Seagull thing. Um. So yeah, well, she was the one that's tending to you guys in the church. Yeah, she's yeah. half the story. Yes, that's what she's half. <laughs> half that is way. what she is. An NPC. Anyway, what were you doing, uh, Kevin? What were you bringing out? Uh, bringing out the journals we found and the witch dagger and all that. And just kind of laying it out. She kind of makes a... Pistani sign at the end so you bring them out. Uh, magic sign. Jesus. Yeah, sorry. That's just how they're written. Um, those items are touched by the supernatural. Out of character. No! <laughs> right now? Right who don't be saying this, but I mean... I think that's what we were after, so... Yeah, they're connected to a uh, murderer, so... What do they call feathers? Yes, a connection to, uh, to the living realm, the skin lands that the dead have. Don't suppose we can't just burn them and get rid of them, eh? You'd have to do them all at once, or else you'd invoke the anger of the, the spirit and turn into something else. Huh. And it wouldn't go the way you think it would. Is there uh, another way to like handle them until then? Because I don't know, just carrying them around seems like it'd be dangerous. 
keep them in a safe place, make sure they don't get out of sight. Can it act through them? Hmm? Can it act through them? Yes, either it's connections to the land of the living, it knows where they are. Well, the question is, how do we know we've got them all? Because... How do we be sure? Now, can we... Plus, if... Wouldn't the house be a feather? It's felt like something of significance to it. I really hope not, because, uh... Because that be pissed. down. <laughs> so, we might already be... Over that bridge. I mean, it kind of set itself on fire, so... Uh. Oh yeah, we also dealt with Poltergeist. That was a side story, I guess, to what we're doing. So how do we handle this, exactly? You need to make sure you have all of its connections. Usually, the ghost inhabits things, peoples, and places that were valuable to it in life. How do you handle it if it's a person? Delicately. So, we have to figure out whether the witch went. I don't think a witch, the witch is a feather. She's in Tepe, isn't she? We have no way of getting to her if she's still alive. Yeah. I've uh, I've heard things about Tepet. If she is what she, what the journals say she is, I don't think she'd still be around. People like that leave Tepe for a reason. Well, what do you know of this spirit? You must have information about it if you've been investigating it. Well, his connection was that witch woman who they worked together to destroy a fairy circle of some sort. Yeah. So that's somewhere we'll still need to investigate. We've checked out its orphanage. Check out its house. There's also the mine. I mean, it never goes away. It's an object of its desire, or the the desire of the thing that's possessing it. Possession. Oh shit! Right. Um. Yeah. Some demon, apparently. Oh. Started flipping through the notes. Mm. Yeah. Some demon that had plans for taking over the Kresik mine because there's something he desires there and also something fears. You're speaking of a fiend of transpossession. Something like that. A demon that's part of some hive but it got stranded. It's just way too much information. Plus some forest hell. I thought I just... Drunkenly gotten through that. Um, yeah, it's just flipping through all the notes and like, oh, here. here Spirits are bound to places that, and things that are significant to it. If it was captured or afflicted by this demon, at a, by this fiend at a specific place, that would often have a significant draw to it. Yeah. It kept trying to have him track down other people who he'd kill to prevent the further possession, trying to take other people. So you're saying the place of the original possession? Yes. Spirits and transposing fiends from the underworld have the same sort of 
legacy to them. I think he got possessed in the fairy circle, so we'll have to go there. It seemed like it was after he uh, dealt with the fairy circle, yeah. So it was during. It was during. They, they dealt with the fairy circle. He and the witch dealt with it, and then the witch left. And then, you're right, later he went back to the fairy circle, and that's where he got possessed. Either right, it said in the journal that he... Or... He returned because he considered it was becoming corrupted again, I believe? Yeah, was something that like that. He went alone without her. And, uh... Prophetic dreams? Yeah. That's a sign. A sign of, uh, being possessed, or... A sign of having a connection to the place. He also drew about it constantly. Perhaps there is a... Do we, uh, do we still have the location of this fairy circle? Perhaps there is a clue in some of I his mean, drawings? Some of us have been there. Oh. Well, that is dealt with the dissonance there. Yes. Huh. Alright, so I guess that's that's what's next. Is there anything we should take with us? Your nerve. Because that. Yeah, I don't think anyone else wants to volunteer to help us, even the orphan owner that's been dealing with. Orphan owner. <laughs> I know. Mother wow. Superior? No. I don't know. Who owned? How do you call the person that runs the orphanage? And we also have the book, The Van Richten's Guide to Ghosts. That should give us some kind of idea of like a walkthrough of how to deal with it, right? Yes. Let's throw it all together. You got that from your friend. Yes. Yes. So that'll that'll give us the necessary steps of what we need to do with the fetters. We just need to get them all together. I mean, we've got churches back in Krasik. There could be people there who might be willing to help. This isn't just our problem. I mean, this is the problem of the entire Krasik. Pretty much. Is it fair that we deal with it? I thought we were supposed to aid the enlist the aid of a person with a particular uh, trait, some sort of connection. Perhaps I was misreading. It was quite quite a night last night. The you mean the person that the demon would want to possess? A witch. Yes, that was it. I mean, there's got to be a fair number between here and uh, Kresik. Oh yeah, give the witch first. He wrote. Bring someone with that kind of connection. Hmm. Feels weird to just ask someone, do you know any witches? <laughs> just break down, start breaking down doors. Are you a witch? But, I mean, there's the one that was found tending to the stones before, back in Krasik. Uh, that's a Vistani. You know? I mean, same thing. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lord. They're, they're well, undistinct people. I ain't gonna deny that they're magical in a way, but I'm not sure if that's specifically... Uh... Plus, you know, they ain't like us. Trying to hire them for this might... Might not go the way we hope it goes. 
we seem more sympathetic to you because of your um, heritage. <clears throat> you have more smokes to offer him? I do have some. Shall we talk with Amaretto before we go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we need for this church. Because I doubt that. Oh, all we need from them, all this fucking help. <laughs> I mean, asking them for more probably would be imposing, so. I mean, they have crusaders. They're specifically a church of, like... Okay. Uh, I don't think it might be such a good idea. So bring some crusaders? Bring someone who actually like... knows what they're doing to a ghost fight. <laughs> I don't know if we have anyone who's so adventurous. Our flock is... Uh, we, we are simple people. None of us here are really... We tend to peep problems of the spirit and the faith, the community. I don't think any of us are quite adept at gallivanting around swinging broadswords and saving maidens. Out of character, she's lying to you guys. They have an entire basement full of actual crusaders and actual terrorists <laughs> ready to fight a revolutionary war against Strahd. Can I pick up on her lies? Since <laughs> I have, uh... Can I pick up oh, on her lies? Oh, you took empathy. I took empathy. Fucking empathy. So Put your place in the place of me. Empathy plus... Um, composure? I guess. Composure. Composure. More like I've never met a crusader. Uh, the numbers are... I guess composure? It's fucking I don't know if it's manipulation. Maybe manipulation. Let me read. Let me let me let me check. The manipulation is that fractal. Alright, so it's wits plus empathy to sense deception. Oh yeah, this bitch is lying to you real hard. Three successes. Three successes. Oh, an actual success. Yep. Something about how she's emphasizing how their simple folk just doesn't. It was back on my head. <laughs> Repent. There's gotta be something. This is this is a big threat. It, it started here. Who's to say it won't come back? I'm sorry. There's just nothing we can do. <laughs> What's this? Do you want to... No, you know she's lying. There's yeah. no more further lying to, do you want to do... We, we can't really call her out. You want a bat? You're going to take her out here in the holy water font. <laughs> Well, then we'll get introduced to those crusaders. He's just pathetic to flirt with her, become leveraged by her, and a swoon. I would just take leverage. A little Close old man. for my tastes. Swoon. She's not that old. She's just sixty winters. She's sixty winters. Hey, look at her. <laughs> yeah, she's like thirty looking. You're half elf. That's like normal age for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just use sympathetic to uh, I'll enter those doors in exchange. All right, for so we're doing leverage. social system. I get to pause. Alright, so you have this ability called Sympathetic. It's a trait you have that lets you automatically move through two doors. Let's talk about the door system, listeners. The door system is the quick and dirty social system for Chronicles of Darkness. Basically, people have um, a resistance to doing things they don't want to do that are represented by quote-unquote doors. With your checkpoints, you have to open and clear uh, to be able to get someone to kind of do what you want against their will um, within the fiction of the game. 
Kevin has his power called Sympathetic, which allows him to remove two doors by uh, taking a burden onto himself, like a what's it called? condition. Mm -hmm. uh, and he lets him automatically move through two as he makes himself vulnerable uh, in the narrative, in the fiction of the game, to the uh, cleric here. So, you're going to do that in your impassioned argument by appealing to her better angels about like helping you guys, because you guys aren't equipped to deal with this and stuff, and is there anything you can do? And what was the condition you were going to take? Leveraged. Leveraged. Okay. So yeah, you're putting yourself in a position of uh, kind of weakness here. Uh, you then rolled uh, Persuasion and I think it was... Empathy? Was it? No, it was no. Persuasion and uh, Presence. Presence. Oh. To try and play off of that and did not get a single success, but did not take a drag failure. Mm -hmm. So you make your convincing argument. It does get through two out of the four doors she has to kind of do this. Um, but that's kind of where you stand. And because you have a good impression with her, because impressions matter, you can come back in, at least a day to try again. Yeah, and for leverage, I'm taking that he's convinced that he absolutely needs the church's help. Or he's going yeah, to... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, you make your statement, just like, I, I, I feel for you. I wish we could help more, but there's simply nothing we could really do. I don't think we just have the resources that could be used for this. Anything. We... We almost died just handling the cabin. He wasn't even there, and he almost killed us. His legacy almost killed us. I'm sorry. Sometimes the struggle is very difficult, but you'll have to make good use of the tools that you've been given. As your shoulders just kind of slump, and he limps out of there, back to the back towards the inn, because holy shit. Perhaps things will seem more 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 positive after we've had a, a nice a nice sleep and a change of clothes. Yeah, perhaps. So I guess we go back to the inn and rest for the night. All right, you guys are going to bed. Will we? And you're in with your ghost items. <laughs> so. I guess I complete my aspiration to learn more about the feathers. You did. Them. And Asher's sleeping in his own bed. This isn't my own bed, so... No. Get fucked. <laughs> I mean, you rented it, so it's basically yours. First beat of the day. Alright, one single beat. Just gonna stop you from fucking playing with shit. Because you're the guy that makes playing with shit noise. At least I'm playing with the soft things now. Just stop playing with shit. I'm sorry I'm fidgeting. You should be. I gotta do a fidget spinner for this. Are you playing with hard things at the table? Because that's just wrong. I'm playing with this glass here. I can glass. Just slap his hand every time now. Right. Just get the, uh, the electronic <laughs> fly swatter. <laughs> no, just the fucking butane torch. <laughs> what? Garden shears. But yes. You go to bed with your fetters. Uh, do you guys do anything special when you're in the inn? Do you guys unwind in any way? Relax? I'm gonna just start reading through the Guide to Ghosts more and more. I've already read through it, but I'm gonna be making notes, starting to come up with a plan. Are you looking for anything in particular? I'm looking for information regarding disposing of fetters, um, and anything related to possessions, and yeah. There's a lot of schools of thoughts on how to deal with fetters. Um, some people think that you have to sort of collect uh, 
a degree of them together and try to kind of use the emotional attachment the ghost has to them to sort of show it that it has to move on from its life, kind of convince it to move on. Others think you have to consecrate them and, uh, you know, purify them of any connection the ghost might have if it's like malicious and evil. Uh, some think you have to destroy them and that'll stop the ghost from being able to reform in a meaningful way and if you like ritualistically like seal it so it'll still be a ghost that's around but it won't have any influence in the world of the living. It'll just be like a like a phantom that just is watching forever, but that will stop it from haunting places. That sounds horrifying. It really depends on uh, how you want to approach dealing with it. Send it to hell. So, it, it talks about cleansing it of malicious intent. Um, are there any schools of thought that think that there might be some phantasms or ghosts that are good? There's and a lot of rumination on it. Corrupted. There's ruminations on it, and there's also uh, like first-hand accounts in the book. Of, it's a Van Richten's guy, right? Yeah. There's first-hand accounts from Van Richten and his like circle of friends and people who've run into these things, or people who've heard of people who've run into these things, and they're sort of clicked together into anecdotes that kind of build the basis for the book. And the, the general consensus is even if a ghost starts out as like friendly and helpful and is just looking to like you know right wrongs in the afterlife. It'll eventually go bad. The obsession with its past life, coupled with the world flying by without it, like, you know, kids will grow up, people will move on, they'll be forgotten, coupled with the frustration of being able to influence the world in positive ways, will eventually just drive it crazy. So there's no real way to purify a ghost. You always want to pass it on because... Yeah, you want it to pass on into the sleep of Leth, where the soul just kind of goes to sleep forever in peace. Hmm. Well, maybe we should also talk with the innkeep about Kiva. Maybe they'd have some insight for us. I don't know how we can try to approach her. Like, what's her problem? That we could then I'll try to solve so she be more amenable to our help. If my character is not really that good at socializing, so maybe you can do that rather than I am known throughout these parts as being a person of terrible luck other people hmm. I could try but I this is not my forte I'm pretty good with people go ahead talk about the innkeep okay so I will go up to the innkeep and he uh, was that older man from before did you write down his name let's see what the note says I'm gonna pause and see if Peter did a good job of note keeping and we're back so <coughs> Phineas you we're gonna go talk to the innkeeper, Vanda. Yep. Yeah. He's there, keeping the inn. I'll uh, I'll sidle up to him, uh, order a drink, and uh, then just try and start a casual conversation. What's your poison? Uh, ale. Sure. Oh, grab some stuff from like a keg behind the counter. So uh, you lived here your whole life. I've lived here, yeah. Uh, what can you tell me about uh, Kiva? Who's asking? Me, Phineas. <laughs> What's your interest in Kiva? Um. Well, our uh, our paths have crossed a couple times, and uh, she just uh, strikes me as the right kind of lady. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you know, she's, uh... <clears throat> we've, we've been having some problems up in Kresik, and someone suggested that she might help us steer through them. Uh, and so far, she's been quite helpful. And I guess I'm just looking to... She's got a charitable heart, yeah. yeah. <coughs> so I'm trying to find out a bit more about her, so that if we were to want to repay her for her help or, or you know, get in her good graces, uh, what, uh, what someone might do. Hmm. Interesting question. What's ailing there? I don't know if you tried saying thank you. We have, but, um... Her help towards us has gone beyond what I would feel a simple thank you covers. Huh. Uh, he was a hard person to get gifts for. All those Morning Lord uh, people are kind of like that. There's a... It's a little obscure. There's a... What, what, are, what, are, what are you good at? What are you good for? Uh, me? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a tinkerer and a tradesperson. I craft, I create, I fix. I'm also a bit of a scholar. There's this, uh, there's this cave system nearby. I don't get to go to it very often. It's out of the way. But, um, it has a, it has a strain of mushroom that grows in it. Like, it's a kind of like a nice fungal colony. Very rich, very good for dishes, and used to make certain chocolates. It's hard to get in. You have to be kind of slim and there's animals around, you know, it connects to a bear cave and they hibernate and are around a lot. But, uh, yeah, you can get some of those, you know. They make a great, they make great soup, they make great food. They're a nice little kind of, kind of little gourmet thing that we don't get all often around here. Uh, and where, where's this cave located? He like gives you the faintest direction, Jen. Right, well, thank you. That's been, that's very helpful. And you think she would appreciate mushrooms? Yeah, just having a stock of them around the house, just for cooking. All right, excellent. Thank you. Sure thing, little man. All right, I'll uh, I'll let you know. Well, I guess we know what we're doing tomorrow. Ah, yes. Corbin mushrooms. Me and the other orphans would used to gather those when we were younger. Well, so I guess you know where they are. Perfect. Yes, unfortunately, um, there's not many of the orphans who came with me left. It's just... We did get lucky one time to get into the cave we got out, but it turns out they were the long mushrooms. I see. Some mushrooms are so filling that they'll keep you full the rest of your life after you eat them. I missed you. <laughs> oh, Atrus logic. That's not Atrus logic. That's Atrus oh, experience. No. <laughs> I only went blind for like a week. It's okay. You got better. Yeah, it's 
eat the mushrooms, you gain mushroom rabies. Mushroom rabies. When uh, we were playing in Tempest for uh, a game of Ravenloft, like when I was playing Atrus, and uh, as we were going through, it was me, the cleric, and the paladin. And um, it, it's like a tropical forest. It's like a rainforest, right? So it's full of like like berries and mushrooms and fruit and like animals and bugs and stuff. So there's all sorts of new things that someone who comes from boring Europe Darkon wouldn't be exposed to. So as we're going through the paladin who's grown up here, it's like, listen, just don't touch any of like, don't eat anything and don't touch anything without like knowing about it first. And like she turned around and she already had like a few mushrooms like in his hand and like a fistful of like like leaves that he was rolling into his pipe. And she was like slapping his hands like, I don't fucking smoke any of this. It's not tobacco. Wacky the backy. He, he has no experience. He's just like, ah, oh, this looks like tobacco plants. You know, it's a little wet. You gotta dry it out. Poison ivy. I haven't done this drug before. <laughs> but he's already like eating like berries and stuff, like just picking them off. He's like, <laughs> did you hear about this new? This uh, it's not new, but like, uh, was it hogswort? Uh, this plant that's uh, growing through the uh, UK now and in sections of Canada. And if you touch it, and your skin is exposed to sunlight for the next seven years, you'll develop third-degree blisters. <laughs> you should look at some of the pictures of some what, what some of the blisters look oh, like. That's, that's horrific. It was something like, so like oh, in Australia, there's some like planted with like silicone spikes that you go into your skin <laughs> and then break apart and release poison in you, so you're like in pain when they remove for like the next year. Australia, mate. Jesus. The one picture someone posted from Australia, it's like a dog eating a shark and then two kangaroos fighting in the foreground. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> That's a funny picture. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's an objective for you. Pick some mushrooms. You have to go into the forest and find ten, find ten bear asses. Yes, ten bear asses. <laughs> <sighs> the night will pass without any poltergeisty problems. Yay. It's time. You all get some willpower back. Brady's you all get a willpower! Yay! Bradley spends the night doing a bunch of utterly pointless rituals and superstitious behaviors. That makes sense. The morning arrives again, team, and you are awake. <sighs> ah, feeling much better. Now it's a good breakfast and go look for mushrooms. It's good to have a proper rest. Well, yeah, I guess best pick the mushrooms in the morning. Then we can talk with the uh, mother superior of the orphanage. About? Yeah. Hmm? About? About. That's the wrong person. I mean. Oh, I guess if we want to talk to her, yeah. Yeah, she might also have some insight, but will she. An adventurer once as well, as far as I remember. I think she actually used that word too. She was like the first person we've ever talked to to be like, yeah, it was an actual adventure. It's like, exactly. I think we did agree on her last session as a potential other possibility. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have any orphans right now, so... Sure. She's something, available. Something we should keep in mind though is we are holding two of the ghost fetters. So he is he, likely coming for us. Tick-tock. I don't know. I mean, we'll be coming towards the last feather eventually, so... 
It's it's the eventually part of your sentence that I worries mean, me. I'll, I'm almost convinced we're almost as fast as, hey, we're the one that killed you. Twice. Haha. We don't have an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. We're your murderers. Fetters would think that happened before you die, so... I mean... I think he was pretty much long dead before you guys uh, burnt down the house that he was in. Hmm. In all the ways that matter. Yeah. Oh. Well, one of the way, we were probably already fucked. <laughs> so Asher finds a big sturdy stick to use for walking because, you know, really badly battered. Okay. And uh, other than that, I think we're good to go. I think he spent like the night restringing his crossbow. So. That is probably a very smart thing to do. Cleaning fetid human wine out of out of leather armor. Yeah, that's probably also a good thing to do. Smart. It's a good move. Mm-hmm. You know, it's bad luck to walk around with fetid human wine on your armor. Why do you keep calling it that? It was shitty wine. Yeah, I guess we're just going to walk there and hopefully not run into anything, because we're still horribly injured. You're still horribly injured. We're all pretty battered, I'm pretty sure. Ryder doesn't say anything, but he actually (laughs) has not taken any lethal. Oh good, you're a frontline soldier right now. So, where are you guys heading first? The cave or the uh, orphanarium? Let's leave town as early as possible so that we can come back and it's You don't get lost in that fucking cave and nightfall. During the night, yeah. <laughs> then we're gonna talk about the mushroom people. See, let's do that. Yeah. <sighs> so we have a refreshing walk in the forest. Oh. It's about a half day's walk through the forest. Oh no, it'll be hot up early. Oh, so no. we've got a couple hours and we need to head back. We're going to quickly shove you into the cave, and when you come back, we'll, uh, if it's not too late, we'll wait for you. <laughs> so, the cave is there, um, but it looks like someone's built over top of it in the last few years, and it looks like there's some sort of like shack that's kind of been built over its mouth. The shack looks dilapidated, the door is swinging ajar, and it's Cabin in the Woods Part 2! Well, uh, this looks small. We didn't get the rights for the first cabin in the woods, so now we have to quickly retell it in this session to do the sequel. I activate feud. <laughs> I mean, it's nice beat farming, I have to admit. And you just need to get one more damage, and you're already getting beat for damage. <laughs> Quick, punch it in the face. Yeah, it's like half <laughs> off its hinge, swinging the windows are like wooden shutters, not even glass. And it's not even that big. It's like, um, it looks like it's like a one floor, maybe four room, like shack that's been built right out of the cave mouth. That's an odd place to put it. Okay. Is there any way to tell from looking at it what its purpose? Do you guys like walk up into it? It looks abandoned. Can you like see if the craftsmanship is the same as the cabin? Because if he built this, you know, little shack (laughs) over here, I'm not, I'm not going in. I think it looks more dilapidated. Sure. I, I, I mean, mean, I can definitely tell if the. You try and see if the quality of it is the same. Not the same craftsmanship. Different person okay. made it. Uh, no, it doesn't look like the same workmanship. I'm gonna choose to believe you that this isn't some lie to uh, you know make 
and you go along with this to get your mushrooms. When have I ever deceived you? <laughs> kind of looks towards the camera like in the office. <laughs> Metal <laughs> distance, hello darkness, my friend. Moth moth to the background. My friends, have you ever had a Barovian truffle? No. I've had a lot of mushrooms. Uh, well, yeah, let's let's go in and check it out and see if we can suss why it's here. Didn't he say that only a smaller person <coughs> fit in? Into the caves, not into the shack. <laughs> when you walk on in, it's clear from the layout that this is like a ranger station. Like it's just like a traveler stopover place they've built the cave. Like there's a communal like bed area with like the furniture kind of built into the floor. There's a there's a stove that looks like it was donated. It's a little rusty. Um, yeah, it looks like this is just a place for people to hang out if they got lost. That's nice. Does it completely block access to the cave? Yeah, the cave wasn't the opening wasn't that big. It looks like it was a bear cave um, that they just kind of blocked off and like connected into the house. And the back of the house has a like a door that leads out to it. Cool. Does the door of the heading to the cave look like it's been torn up from something from the inside? No, it's just old. You're not mentioning the dead bodies that are lying around here. Honestly, if you guys spend like a day tearing this place apart, you're not going to find anything dark. I just figured I'd ask. It just doesn't have that same tone to it. Yeah. It's a nice place. Actually, nice place. Well, I guess in and out, then. Simple as that. Let's go check it out. Yep. All right. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, you open the door, and yeah, the cave is unlit and blocked off from the light. Like, light shines through kind of the holes in the wood and stuff, but uh, it looks like someone's, like, hung lanterns, like, strung them along on the inside here. Oh. It's yeah. kind of odd, isn't They're it? They're not lit. But still, you mean entire lanterns? Like, ranger station I can see, but why the Splunking expedition? Unless someone keeps going into for those mushrooms all the time. I mean, how much are they worth? Alright, well, let's start looking for mushrooms. Okay. Uh, you guys like torches? Yeah, let's for some mushrooms. Alright, uh, yeah, this back area is actually pretty well kept. Um, there's a lot of, um, uh, like, earthy kind of soil beds <coughs> and separated into squares by wood kind of all around here. They have topsoil, um, it looks like they've been used for growing, like, root vegetables and stuff, and, like, with the covering of the cave, you know, you can kind of... Keep it safe from like the cold and stuff. Okay. Uh, looks like something. Yeah, someone's turned the back area into kind of like a little gardening bit. You can hear the sound of a waterfall in the distance from like the cave running off because it's still raining. Uh, yeah, it's like a. Uh, it looks like they they basically chipped the cave up open a bit more to make it more serviceable. Nice. Oh, we going through there. It's a path that snakes along the side of the wall and has like a drop-off next to it that goes into a crevasse that's maybe two men down and leads into a little like river that's an underground kind of caving river. But it's very visible. It's not like hidden or dark or anything. This just looks like... Should we leave a rope to get a, get a quickie if we need to? Yeah, is it really like... Is it maze-like at all or is it very simple? No, it just kind of curves into a cul-de-sac. I just thought it was a two-person drop. So. It's a two-person, like you're walking on a ledge and it's a two-person drop down oh. to the river, but you just walk along the kind of wall ledge. It's generous, it can fit two people across. Okay. 
It is not as claustrophobic and nightmare-inducing as your previous expeditions. Looks like a bear might have used to live here. Like, there's markings that show, like, you know, there's, like, old fur and stuff. And, you know, skulls and, like, animal carcasses that have been kind of left here and there. Okay. Yeah, we continue. Um, how fresh? Very old. Well, a couple of years. They just haven't been cleared out of here. Uh, though some of the bones have been taken away, and there's like a, a sort of a, a flat of rock that's been cleared out, and like wood has been put around it to kind of make like a high rise wall. And uh, it looks like someone has like a sledge and a few rocks, and they've been taking the bones and crushing them up into bone meal. Which you used to you know, aerate the soil and fertilize it. Nice. Now we continue exploring. Yep. Uh, yeah. Coming around the cul de sac. Um, there is like moss and like nature around here, and yeah, there's like patches of like mushrooms kind of growing on the slick of the wall. You have to reach down to get them. Shine the light down there. Yeah, you can see down there. You can see like we're on this side of the cave wall. They're they're the kind. They're not like little stems and caps. They're like the big caps that are kind of like gills, almost like uh, oyster mushrooms, which are a type you cut up and cook. And delicious. Are these the right kind of mushrooms? From his description, he gave you a description like a little sketch. Yeah, they match. Yeah. Asher starts tying, tying a rope around his waist. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go down. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let me do it. All right. You sure you are? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll tie the rope to Start you. plucking mushrooms. Yeah, no Raddy just keeps an eye out looking for his underarm there. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you go down. Um, what's athletics? Uh, I'm gonna make you do dex and athletics just to make sure you don't hurt yourself on this slick area or something <coughs> a little more different happens. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it because I actually have a special team climbing. So oh. uh, can I actually so, uh, assist him with like pointing? Yeah, and, like, you can give him the specialty. That's plus one die. Yeah, it makes more sense for you to do it. I'm just doing it out of my guilty conscience. That's good. Success. Success. Oh. Roll ten again. You could potentially get three more Ooh. zeros. Yeah. So I succeeded. Perfect. Uh, yeah, you have like a flat, um, like a, you know what a painter's knife is? They're kind of flat, they're not that sharp. They use that to kind of just peel the material off to get the whole thing. Got a little soft cloth bag. Mushroom. Hello. You get like a big satchel's worth. There's a lot growing here. There's signs of scrapes that people have been coming here to like pick before. Okay. Alright, well, yeah, I gather a big bag and then pull me back up, guys. Okay. Okay. Well, that was easy. Let's uh, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Let's get back to town before night. Watch for boars. Pigs love mushrooms. Could go for some more. Alright, as you guys leave the little shack, it's getting later. Um, and as you guys are leaving, one of the trees nearby kind of makes a fluttering noise and a bunch of like like blackbirds fly away. I'm instantly on, Randy is just instantly on edge from that, because that's never a good sign, ever. Right. It's like make some warning sign, evil eye, that kind of thing. As long as it'll scream wet, it should be fine. 
Let's hustle. Yeah. Let me go back. Alright. So, heading back through the forest, away from the little safe zone. Attacked by a gazebo. Yeah, I've had a horse. I bring a boar back. Cooking nicely. Oh, fudge. You guys are walking through the forest. There's like a crude trail that leads away from here back to uh, Barovia. And in the woods, you hear something. It's the sound of something big and uh, mobile, kind of moving through brush and stuff. Almost like, uh, almost like nails across wood. Do I have any idea what that might be as a local who's... It sounds like a predator animal. Does bear maybe? Uh, do we lights? Do we have any lanterns? Fire? I mean, yes. We do have lanterns. I mean, if it's a beast, fire is gonna keep it away rather than attract it. I think. Marty gets his axe out and makes some some loud noises and kind of indicates that he's aware of the creature. I guess we could have guns out and a crossbow and. Yep. We prepare to face off whatever might be coming at us. Those crunchy sounds. Uh, those crunchy sounds stop after you make up a lot of noise. And you guys are standing, what, like in a circle or something? Yeah. yeah. How long do you wait? Not very long. I don't think. Are, are we waiting at all? Mm-hmm. Are you still I thought moving? we were making noise as we keep moving. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We're not going to wait for a fight. That would be. Alright. A couple minutes go by. And you start hearing that sound again. And it's closer. And it has like a like a like a pace to it. Something's moving through the brush directly towards you. Oh, God damn it! I'll step. Uh, I'll step sort of in front of the party, you know, like so I can intercept, though not directly between the two people with the magic death sticks. The loud, angry death sticks. <laughs> aim towards the direction. No. You're aiming? Are you still moving? I'm still, yeah, I'm still moving. I'm still moving, yeah, even yeah. if these guys haven't. Mm. Very good. Uh, it sounds like it's getting closer. It's probably on you soon. How far away from town are we? Three Too hours. far. So do we climb a tree? Do we, I know. If it's a bear, we don't want to climb a tree. Bears eat trees. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect delivery. You could always, you could always climb a tree. Then you get a nice view before the bear knocks down the tree and eats you. Bears eat trees. Do any of you have meat rations? <laughs> Not on me. We're just doing a day Some dried stuff. Meat. Yeah, we leave a donkey. <laughs> the donkey is not with us. <laughs> it's not. The donkey got to stay home. <laughs> if we have any rations, we could drop it. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll just stick with that. Okay. I drop some. My rations. Empty my pockets. I'll throw gold at it. <laughs> Children's <laughs> teeth. Throw rice. It'll have to count it all. Throw rice, it'll get stuck in its gullet and it'll explode. <laughs> yep. The stupidest myth. Yeah. 
I think we the just keep moving. attacked by an entire village of birds. Yeah, I think we just keep no. trot as fast as yeah. we can. Yeah, we keep going. The sound's on you. It looks, sounds like it's dead behind you. Like, it's coming close. You hear, like, trees and, uh, and foliage moving. You can actually see some trees in the distance, like, moving and twisting. I, uh, drop back so that I'm basically trying to be the... Between. Between the... I'll head towards the back as well. You can't all be at the back. <laughs> I'm not how it works. I wait at the front. So I guess I'll be in the middle. Sam drops off. I guess I'm jumped. Just keep on 40 moving. feet into the air. <laughs> Just keep on hustling. Lions. Keep on hustling and be aware of, of, of uh, up to. Oh, the treetops? So <laughs> like it's just one thing? Yeah, it sounds like it's one big thing. Then it's probably not a wolf. Wolves have in packs. The trees not are also wolf that we saw exactly. the prints of. That's one wolf. The trees also the trees here are also huge and pretty close together, so something very big would have to be Snake. Hindered. Mm-hmm. It's a giant snake with legs. Let's just keep up the pace. Yeah. You hear a crunching sound. It sounds like um, it almost sounds like an earthquake, like the sound of like gr- stones and rock and ground being like crushed against themselves. Oh, this is below ground then. It's okay. coming from in front of you. Oh. Like you see some trees moving in the distance, swaying from the tops really heavily. Maybe it's not following us. Maybe it's just kind of on the same path. <laughs> Roger doesn't actually laugh, but he looks incredulous. And then he, he just, he just, he's walking, he's in paranoid mode, you know, acts, acts, you know, very carefully ready to come out. That's just going to fall towards the back now, since, uh... <laughs> Away from the danger. Yes. So what are you suggesting that we wait and see if it goes away? We could, if it's ahead of us. Unless he's trying to cut us off. Should we swerve around it? What, to leave the path? I think we just keep going. I mean, path, quote-unquote. It will either attack us or it will not. I don't think we're going to lose it. Okay. We continue on. Roll initiative, guys. (laughs) Oh, you're not, there's not going to be an initiative scenario. You just die. It's an invisible displacer. Displacer beast. Don't you want to play some god bombs? You know, they'll done and over with. The ghost found us. <laughs> this is going to get uh, real very quickly. Okay. Uh, I got to pause for a sec. All right, we're back. That noise is louder now, and it's drawing directly towards you. Who? Uh, who's closest? Well, Bradley is going to be the person who yeah. specifically. Yeah. Yep. He's so Radu, and then Jack, and then what's the order? Uh, where's the sound coming from? Uh, in front of you guys down. It sounds like sc- <coughs> rocks crushing against themselves. I think themselves. it's Radu, Phineas, Jack, Asher. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's heading directly towards you from the front, and you can see like the trees in front of you are like starting to twist and bend, and you see like a almost like a, a cloud, like something's trampling towards you, like a stampede of animals. Uh, oh, and, then, and then it just stops, and then it picks up Diagonal, like 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 parallel or uh, perpendicular to you guys, and that storm comes up and the side uh, hits you. Okay. What's your defense? My defense is three. I guess it's not within my proximity. We'll get there. We'll get there together. 
wasn't exceptional, so that's a miracle. Oh my. Right, just, I was imagining like principal and okay, and I get that boar. Yeah, there's, there's like swarming this stuff. Alright, the worms. Yeah. Good animation. They used, I think they used CG for that. Yeah. Wonderful movie. Which one's more looking? Yeah, it's more looking. So, uh, that, that rampaging sort of cloud of uh, destruction uh, comes out of the forest, hits you, and he is now being dragged across the ground uh, and is being lifted up. So, it's a flock. Yeah, okay. No, not a bird flock. It looks like just a cloud of dust. And there's this moaning, screaming sound to it. <coughs> Shit, Phineas. You are currently grappled. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we'll get to that. Initiative. So there's no initiative, Devin. Yeah, D10. now it is. Ethan. Ah, oh, 10 plus. And it didn't walk within axe range. D10 plus mod? Yeah. Yep. 10. Ooh. So that's 17. Well, what's your. No, 10 in total. Ah. I rolled an 8, and I'm not sure. I know my. You have 5, so. Okay. 13. 13. Okay, so it's me, Razu, Asher, and Phineas. Okay. Um, the entity will, uh, it'll probably, it's already taken its turn by getting the jump on you. <laughs> so it'll go after you guys. But the order you guys go in is a little important. Hmm. So, since I was rolling for uh, integrity check last session, I have a shaken condition. So, which I can uh, shed by having the fear hinder me. So how about I send this round just shaken, fear of what's going on. Are you deciding oh. that losing a condition is more important than my life? <laughs> that sounds like a great thing to do. I would also accept you shooting, like like you panicking and shooting, like wild, like like you're holding the gun sure. up and just shooting, basically. Like, sure. Freaking out. Yeah, I freak out. Perfect. Shoot. That's excellent. You lose the condition and get a beat. Aha. Ha ha ha. And once your character's dead, it'll only be split between three people, not four. <laughs> <laughs> like, that plus, it looks to me like a swarm of things, so I don't think a bullet would hurt it, so I was pretty much useless. At least my yeah. regard. So. Alright, so that is Jack. Who's next? Radu. Uh, Radu is going to assist him within running charge range. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. yes, I'm going to... Phineas! Runs forward, and I will bring the pain. So I spend a... No, no, I don't have to spend anything. Um, so what's the defense? Four. Four, okay. Uh, I am going to use... Let's see, that's three and six, and one for axe. So minus four is three dice. Uh, I guess I will spend a willpower to add three attacks. Go to it. This. Go for it. No, Go to it. My defense is reduced to zero. Okay. Mm. Well, that's an exceptional success right there. 
really good. Alright, so what does your weapon damage do? Uh, my weapon damage is the Great Axe, which I believe is 5, five lethal. And then on top of that, uh, any damage I inflict counts as a penalty to um, all actions the victim takes during their next turn. Perfect. Okay, uh, Phineas. Um, I'm going to I'm fire. telling you what's about to happen to oh, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you important information that you'll need for your you upcoming take turn. The hit, you take the hit from me. Eight lethal. You're dead. <laughs> okay. Um, Radu runs up with his great axe as you're being dragged through the sky. You're starting to be dragged mm-hmm. upward. Uh, and he comes through and swings his axe um, kind of in the air near you. Uh, and you just get tossed into a tree and roll and hit the ground. And the storm dissipates for a moment, revealing that there's nothing there. It's just dust in the wind. Uh, and then it starts to pick up on the ground again like a dust devil and starts to be laying directly towards Radu. It's now your turn, Phineas. You did not take damage from being hurled into a tree and falling. Awesome. So goes Asher the next one? Does that oh. count as a cool thing with my axe? Yes. Okay. It does. Ha <laughs> right, ha! I'm just gonna aim. Just, just aiming? Yeah, is this thing, like, you hit it. Is it bleeding? No, it's just wind. It dissipated. And why are we aiming at the wind? <laughs> I'm just gonna give you guys a visual cue here. The camera from Evil Dead. When it's making the moaning and it's chasing Ash. This is kind of what's attacking you. The the force. Alright, well, yeah, I'm gonna aim in its general direction then. Perfect. Yeah, no, there is a general... You can see an, an outline of it, like, like a like a nexus of where this is coming from. So. Mm. You do that, you're aiming. Which brings us to Phineas. Yes. Alright, um, you're on the ground, Phineas. I will madly clutch at my shotgun and fire off around into its gathering protean form. Do it. You can do that. As you're doing that, uh, the tree you're knocked into and uh, like a stump nearby, it starts splitting down the middle and opening into one of those mouths uh, that you've seen around Barovia. And there's like a red light coming from it and like some of the other foliage. Like some of the vi- some of the roots and vines are starting to twist and turn. I might want to also move. That <laughs> uh, so what do I do to shoot a gun? I've never done a Dexterity plus firearms. Minus the defense. Oh, those minus the defense. Range. Oh, it gets a minus five to its dice pool. Yeah. I, I a success. Eight. Yeah, because it's a shotgun. Uh-huh. Shotguns have eight and nine again. Oh, so roll again. A success. A success. What's How much damage does a shotgun do? Yeah. Um, let me check up in the... Sure. I'm going to pause briefly. Four damage. All right. Yeah, uh, that thing in the ground that was kind of gathering up speed and starting to spin fast, faster, it's like roots and vines and dust gathers, just dissipates. And it's quiet right now. Hmm. Radu is just glancing around with his axe. So, I guess I'd like to use my eye for the strain to figure out where's the supernatural thing coming from. Do you spot what's going on here? It's coming from all around you. Time to bring the forest down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was all of you guys. Okay, that tree you were by uh, fully like splits open and kind of curls like, um, like kind of meat on the grill as a like kind of how meat does on the grill if you cook it too long. Uh, pardon? 
No. Oh, going, sorry. Um, and uh, blood starts pouring out of it, like a geyser, like from the branches, from the ground, and starts like splitting like a, like a crevice, and it's just seeping blood and spraying it under high pressure. <coughs> See, if we go to the church lady again, we'll be like, hey, we keep running into this. We're obviously hopeless. Some of the tree uh, twists and uproots itself into like a, a rather large, maybe two-person-long cudgel, and now it's swinging at you guys. This is the second fucking time we fought a giant angry tree. It keeps happening. In this game. In this game. Alone. So uh, it's going to swing at you guys, but it has a vastly decreased ice speed. Time for there. <laughs> so, yeah, what are your two defenses? Zero. Zero and six. Okay. You. Uh, uh, Short range. What? Uh, I have uh, not. Uh, oh, I did do it. Never mind. Continue on. I can't. I can't prepare. Right. You got hit, and with six dice, he gets a chance die. Nope. So uh, you are able to duck out of the way as this piece of tree is now being swung around in the air, uh, and you get clipped for a lethal. Okay. I'll take one lethal. As uh, it's sharp. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I'll use my my uh, my lucking on that one because it's just one. All right, so you guys again. Who uh, who goes first? Rolling. We we're not gonna keep that. Eats up a bunch of time. Uh, so it's me. So I guess I quickly reload my gun and shoot at it. Okay. Uh, yeah, the tree bit uh, that's covered in blood and stuff that hit Radu, uh, it knocked him over and it impaled itself through another tree and now it's slowly pulling itself out. That other tree is weeping blood, like it's been crucified. Jeez. Okay. You and I for the strange, right? Yep. This place is oppressively evil right now. If you understand the concept from Van Richten's books, this place we will consider a, uh, a singularity. Or a, uh, an ethereal connection, or a, yes, a sinkhole of evil. Because there's a demon here. Okay, I rolled an exceptional success. Not a ghost. Um, so nine damage coming its way. You're shooting at the tree, basically? Yep. Alright, uh, the tree, uh, like the tree bit, uh, like you shoot it and it breaks, and uh, the other tree just kind of like has a hole in it, like... Like, a cartoonishly large hole in the bark blows open. Almost like you remember in World War One and, like, mortar shells hitting and stuff. <laughs> like, blowing open, like, trenches in the ground. That's nice. And starting to fall back. Okay. There's blood spraying from all of this cloud of damage. It's raining blood. Wait, that's a different song. So, who, uh, who's after that? Brother. Okay, well... Uh, I don't know what the hell this thing is, but it's a general good idea to hit evil things with an axe. There's um, there's no sign of it yet. Okay. Uh, any suggestions? The, the tree. Go for the tree. All right. Well, we'll go for the tree. All right. Uh, as the as it falls over completely and like the root structure is exposed, it's like a, it's it's a tree. Like it doesn't have like teeth or anything, but like the roots are curling inward, like it's trying to grab and like move its way around. But the bottom's a maw. I'll uh, start whacking it around the upper section of the roots with my with the axe. I have an axe, an actual axe for you know hurting trees, which they're naturally made to do. It's only natural predator. Hmm. And bears. The natural predator of the tree. 
Uh, once again, I will bring the pain. Okay. So, once you do the seven, and then minus three dice or four dice. Minus three willpower. I'm glad I did. God, when I hit it. Okay, yeah, you hack into the trunk, and it, the, the wood is, like, all rotten and stuff on the inside. Like, whenever this stuff starts getting weird, it starts to rapidly rot and go, like, putrid from the inside out. Like, it's liquefying. <coughs> Almost like whatever's possessing it is destroying it very quickly. Uh, from, you know, the force of it being possessed. And, yeah, you just start hacking through so that it turns too mush. And it almost looks like, like, sloughed off, like, meat at butchers mixed in with, like, wood and pulp. I reenact the, the, uh, the axe scene from the chicken. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to use a move action to go for cover. Where do you take cover behind? It's a forest, so tell me what the cover is. Are there any trees that don't look fucking evil, or...? Yes, knocked over trees, logs, places where insects live. Yeah, I'm going to duck behind one of the uh, logs that's down. Actually, something that's aiming straight up, so that if it tries to swipe me, it's not going to... Sure, you take cover behind a tree. All right. Yes. Oh, I thought you got a move action and an action. Oh, yeah, well, well it's your... Uh, I'm going to aim again, since I was aiming at, at that other thing. The tree. Since okay. the other thing's not around. I will move towards the center of this little area, sort of wipe the blood from my eyes, and start loading my shotgun. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, guys, um, if we live through this, there's something I should probably let you know about. Well, if we live through this. Um, yeah. Let's not get ahead a, of ourselves. It was a deal. <laughs> not a promise. It was a transaction. But I'll just reload and then look around. All right, you're looking around wildly? Yeah. All right, you're hiding by a tree, you're... I shot it. You shot it, you're <laughs> at it. Uh, looking around, looking around. Uh, you turn around, and there is a rotting deer skeleton, like, corpse, like, flying at you. Like, its legs are moving. It's coming right at you, right down the barrel. I fire. Your shotgun is expended. Okay. The deer, deer, like, 12 o'clock. So like the, the antler and the skull like roll over by where uh, uh, Asher is and like its head's open and its tongue's lolling out and it's starting to like snap and chitter at you. Oh, fuck this. It's gonna, if it tries to go up me, I'm just gonna use my foot to try and like yes, keep it away. Flat. All the grass in the area has gone black and died like this place was hit by like salt like years ago. All the trees are starting to curl in uh, and like even like the rocks are starting to crack and smoke. I think we should leave, guys. I think we should leave. I'm down with that plan. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> okay. smashing just. Okay. Uh, um, Phineas. Yeah. What's your defense? Three. Three. Okay. Ah, uh, your feet get swept out from under you as moss and like tree roots are trying to drag you uh, away from the group. Okay. You're in a grapple again. On your turn, we have to get into the grapple rules, which are not complicated, shockingly enough. <laughs> so, uh, that's what the evil is doing. It's your turns again. 
He's being dragged away in blood splatters. Well, I guess I'll shoot towards where he's being dragged to, yes, over shoot. his body. My magical gun, the Dream Realm. The one, just one. So that's uh, gun plus four, so five damage. All right, yeah, that root blows apart like violently, cartoonishly. Um, and you are not being dragged anymore. Okay. Radu. Alright, so Radu says we'll start heading towards Phineas so that uh, we can try and get the hell, hell out of here, I guess. Okay. Radu. Uh, sure. I'm gonna start running. Just break, pay, break that pace? Yeah. Going to Fug. Yeah, he's, he's just running. Phineas. Uh, I'm going to scramble to my feet and start running as well. And Radu is keep working pace for me. Okay, as you guys are running, it takes a few minutes into your run as you're all like equally, you know, yep. running in the same direction. When you hear that sound again, that bone-crunching sound. And uh, it's behind you. It's following you. Except against town. It's three hours away. Fleet of foot. <laughs> You don't have to outrun the thing. I only have to outrun the slower party members. I mean, What's your defense? My defense is three. Okay. So if you be behind, then you get a sweet of levers. I get it when I'm moving. Ah, well, just stand your ground. Not four successes. Huh. All right. Uh, the thing surges forward and hits Asher and starts pulling him up <coughs> in the sky. It's that whirling cloud of dust and forest debris. No, oh, if no. it's higher than me, I can't do. Can't do. Starting to. Oh, okay. it's grappling him up out of the way. You have this turn. Yes, Radu is going to uh, uh, use an axe to free his friend. Do it. Roll it. <laughs> Business partner. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought the axe thing. Like, and dead. You will use willpower. Yes, I will. You have three left. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, two successes. Perfect. And the axe is how much lethal? Five. Perfect. Uh, yeah, you swing wildly at Asher, um, like with like the, the end of the handle, basically, like holding on just to the end of it to get that reach, and dissipate it in one big swoop, and he just drops. <coughs> Good. Okay, well, I guess I run over to Asher, just grab him, and... Starts running together. Wait, is it down right now? Like, is it on the ground? It's not around anymore. Okay, You're then we ground. should keep running. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys keep running and don't hear of it again. Like, it's a solid hour into your running and it just does not come back. I don't think we stop running. <laughs> Eventually you'll be forced to <laughs> from your frail human bodies. I mean, someone will. Someone is injured, perhaps. But I don't have any negative penalties, though. Aha. Running on a sprained ankle. Ryo is just muttering the same words over and over again. Not again. Not again. Not again. Not again. Not again. Eventually, an eye on you guys. You guys will. Sorry, you need to pick off there. No problem. Eventually, though, you will get out of the forest later than you would have expected, just because you got turned around and stuff didn't keep to the path. Because that happened, and as the sun has set and it's still raining. 
bloody and exhausted, you uh, re-enter the village of Barovia. So yeah, drop dead tired, covered in blood and rain and exhaustion, you, uh, you head back to Barovia, your bag in tow. Yep. <sighs> so, do we have enough time to visit the church, or is it already too late? Might want to wash the blood off first. I mean, it leaves a better impression, obviously. <laughs> we almost died for these fucking mushrooms, you bitch. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> mushrooms. Throwing them at her one at a time while See, we're talking. the demon's already at us. Or something, something. Like, what's exactly what you were looking for? Throw them on the floor. Just eat them off there like the pig you are. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, oh no, you got a plus one modifier to uh, breaking points if you're protecting yourself. Oh, that's nice. There you go. There's some self-defense. Ooh, we. So what do you guys do? Go to the church? If you guys want, sure. We're not horribly injured, so... <laughs> yeah. I think we we'll stop by the church. So, uh, my character has got enough occult that he probably figured out that, yes, that was the demon. That was a fiendish uh, visitation. Yeah. It was a D-demon, though. Do we know that? How many demons do you think you know, asshole? A lot. <laughs> well, there's Satan, and... <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's multiple demons. We're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you thought all the demons know each other, man. <laughs> uh... Well, you guys at the end of the night walk up to the church, which is closed for the night, but you know, that's not how churches work. People live there and stuff. And you bang on the big iron rod uh, knockers. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> Someone yes, you didn't specifically asked for them, so. Someone comes to the door and sees you guys. Are you just standing there in the rain, in the dark, in lantern light, covered in blood, huddled around the holding mushrooms outstretched in our hands? <laughs> I'm gonna propose something to your characters out of character. Yeah. Maybe we come back in the morning. That the innkeeper sent you to get mushrooms, but what you really wanted was to have convinced enough reason for her to help you yeah. and break, do what she didn't want to do. And it just so happens that after you're out picking mushrooms at a totally mundane place, you were attacked by literal Lucifer T. Satan, and are probably just covered in demon gore. Isn't that funny yeah. how that worked out? Yeah. And we get to keep the mushrooms. It's almost <laughs> like you had. It's almost like you were you were helped out. It's almost like we're gonna commit a murder. A mysterious entity that's looking to to help you out, Phineas. <laughs> So it's looking out for you. Uh, with, speaking of which, there was a thing. With that in mind, the oh. mushrooms might not be the thing you're going to be giving the priestess. You might be like, maybe the mushrooms can wait till later. Maybe the mushrooms were inside of us all along. <laughs> the mushrooms you went to that cave. Do you want to make some clicking sounds now? Are you a clicker? So, yeah, I guess we just go in to meet her. No, no, she comes to the door eventually, uh, oh. like after you guys are brought inside to kind of towel off. Oh, it was adventurous again. Goodness, what happened? A fiend. We're all picking mushrooms, and then coming back here, and the forest attacked us. Spewing blood, and twisting trees. 
making dust devils. Yeah, uh, do you know about this section of forest? I assume you have it on it's a map about somewhere. Three hours off in dust it's devils. just forest. There's nothing there. But these are signs of transpossession. The presence of a fiendish uh, influence. A, a miasma. Whatever it was, it's it found. Uh, yeah, it found us, and it followed us, and now we're here, and we need your help to stop it. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna make it back to Kresik alive if this thing follows us. Mm. How uh, how thick do you lay it on? Puppy eyes. Magic hand. <laughs> Puppy eyes. Kind of like bruises exposed, you know, sleeves pulled out. Kind of touching them and wincing a little. <laughs> the elf tear. Just his hat to his chest. Sure, roll again. You want willpower? You want to spend a willpower on it? I don't know how much I will have to. Oh, well, I got one last night, actually. So at least one. Uh, I guess. What would it be to be really sad? Manipulation plus empathy? There we go. Manipulation plus persuasion. <laughs> well, what are your dice for that? Uh, my manipulation is two. My persuasion is three. And I'm Five dice. Eight dice. That's not bad. I guess we'll get some quote unquote equipment bonus for. I'm counting for it. Let's see what happens. Zero nine. Zero. Three successes. All right. I'll say that that last door doesn't need to be opened, seeing as you brought compelling evidence. <laughs> she can sense the demon presence and stuff. <laughs> you guys oh, have yes. like it's clinging to you. It fucking touched us. Yeah. Are we fine where it touched us? Like it didn't leave like horrible welts or. Like... He didn't do damage to you. So okay. You're fine. Yeah. But as for me, you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. I'm in danger. Uh -oh. Just imagine that wound getting all like infected and stuff, crawling like the veins going black, like Evil Dead. Come back tomorrow. I might, I might be able to help. I, I might know someone. Uh, before I go, uh, I don't suppose anyone could look at this festered demon wound I have from evil possessor. Why? Lay it on a stick as well. Oh yeah, well basically right, like, I, I sort of was in, injured by the demon trying to have it. They, like, they bring you back to the infirmary. You're going to spend the night here. You're going to yeah. use up our favor. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I helped you all. We helped. The helpline with three questions. Is this the helpline? Yes. Do we really have three questions? Yes. Get me that. Those don't count, right? Yes. You're out. <laughs> like a zombie bite survivor. Right. Yeah, you're gonna be out for the night as they like sedate you and try to like <coughs> purify the wound. Wait, so without an arm. It's like it wasn't even there. It bit me on the ankle. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> go back Gosh, to sleep. Yeah. Chloroform. I guess we go back to the inn for the night. Go to bed. Sleep well. <sighs> Ish. Maybe make the innkeep cook us one of those mushrooms. No, you will fry fruit. him up and stuff. You like you like fry him up into like a meal and shit. Taste of victory. Taste of like a flank of steak and stuff. He has wine. Oh. It's like, so how'd it go? Did you get your favor? We did. Thank you for the tip. Just there we go. 
Yeah, we sleep. The night will pass again. Willpower. Precious, precious, willpower. You do not get your dick cut off by a demon. You're fine. Your wound is healed and purified. Well, yeah, that's a version of Evil Dead that I don't think would make it into the... Uh, it did make it into. It made it into Reanimator, the third one. A rat fights <coughs> an undead dick in a ventilation shaft. I'm going to just pretend I didn't hear that, so... The Reanimator movies are really good. I'm sure that they're the best thing since human centipede. Oh, they're really good. Jeffrey Coons is a gem. Anyway, the dawn arrives, and you're all reunited. Um... Her name, Kiva. Kiva. Kiva approaches you. I have an acquaintance in Kresik. I've sent a letter to see if she can meet you during the journey. She might be able to give you the assistance you need to exercise this spirit. She has experience with this kind of thing? Yes. That's fair. We appreciate your help. Yeah, we really do. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. You should leave here as quickly as you can, and you'll meet up with her on the road. Okay. Is there any way to ward off what's ever following us for a while? Just keep moving. How does it track us? You have the feathers. It, it's hard to say how fiends work but it's difficult for them to see us. Our world and their world are have different perspectives. Like how you can see a lot if you look through a keyhole, but if you look at the keyhole from far away, you can't see anything. All right. Or if you hold candlelight up to uh, a hole in a door frame, sometimes you can see images reflect on it. If you keep moving, it'll be harder for it to spot you. Maybe only found you because you were in Barovia so long. Well, thanks you. That's all it takes. Let's we're kind of... Okay, let's wrap up things and let's go. Alright, you have the fetters, you have the info, you know the demon's onto your trail. All you gotta do is go exercise the ghost. I guess we don't want to talk with the orphan lady. I think that's... We already have to help you. Her. Hmm. Fair enough. But armed with knowledge, uh, assistance, and purpose, you um, you head to the edge of the fog, and there are, of course, there's a Vistani caravan that I described earlier, you know, hanging around. And uh, there's an old woman there, different from before. Uh, like, this one's much older. And she, like, one of the, the young kind of Vistani men kind of flag you to come over. <coughs> hey! Right. We're, we're looking to cross the fog. I know. Madame Eva here had uh, set these out for you. Like, has like four bottles on a tray. It's very kind. It's probably best you keep moving, lest the thing that's following you takes root. Yes, yes. We, we will go. Thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, you guys down the mixture. It just tastes like water. It's just water. Mm. Nothing special. Clearly. 
And uh, yeah, you walk through the fog. And you'll die. Y'all die, game over. <laughs> now you're gonna play as your undead counterparts. There was a Ravenloft box set that was like that. You die, you play as yourselves as undead in AD&D. So it gave you weird AD&D rules for being undead, which didn't really work in the system. Resonance. It was really neat. Um, but you cross the fog as you walk in. The villager bro behind you gets fainter and fainter and more obscured until you're in the exact middle and you can't see what's in front of you. You can't see where you've come from and you can't see where you're going. Future is a mystery, and the past is too far gone. And I think we can end there, as you make your way back to Kresik to put an end to a serial killer. And maybe, we just maybe get that final interview with it, to figure out how to deal with this demonic presence. And maybe we'll find out what Phineas will tell us all along. Oh yeah, right? That'll be a great yeah, opener. Funny about that. One day. Turned into Shapes and shadows form in the mists of Barovia in the village. Maybe outlines of large insectile men, women who have been long since dead, spirits and specters and goblins and statues. But at the end, you cross the threshold, and we'll end there. And I was Devin. Mark. Tyler, Kevin, and Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off.